Welcome to the Engineering Emotions and Energy Podcast, where you can relax, recharge, and reconnect. And now, your host, Justin Wink. What would you do if you almost died? And I ask this question because we're going to be talking about the power of your habits and beliefs. Because these habits and beliefs are actually even more powerful than the will to live. I want to take my experience and relate it to you so that you can learn and you can grow and maybe you can have a more joyous, loving experience when something goes wrong or perhaps from what you learned today, there need be no really life-threatening challenge until poof, life is just gone because that happens. Sometimes people just go to sleep and they don't wake up again. That is it. Sometimes that happens. I was recently listening to uh, uh, Sadhguru audio. Um, it was basically about how to have better sleep. And one of the things uh, he mentions is, uh, as you're going to bed, contemplate how this very night that's coming up, that there's a million people that will be going to sleep and they will not be waking up. You know, out of the 7 billion plus, about a million people die every day or every night. Someone really close to me had a, a life-threatening incident where they had to go to the hospital. It's very scary. It's always, what, what happened? And, okay, that happened. Are they going to be okay? And then, well, who knows? Who should know? How do we share? How did you find out? I didn't. There's that drama. Skip to this person. They're fine enough to be released from the hospital. And then they're fine enough the day after to give me a call. I'm talking to them. I'm like, oh, you sound great. You sound fantastic. What are you up to? And this person says to me, oh, I'm just cleaning the house, tidying up, doing some vacuuming, doing some, some dusting. And you might be saying like, what? This person just got out of the hospital. They almost died. They're cleaning. What is that? Who cleans? Very much like who would ever clean? And maybe you're someone that's like, well, of course I would clean. Like if I hadn't cleaned and then it better be all cleaned up in case actually, God forbid, I don't actually make it out. I don't want people to come back to a dirty house. We all have our things. But to me, and I'm guessing most of you out there, hey, cleaning, probably not the first thing after getting out of the hospital, being in a life-threatening condition. Me knowing this person though, I was not surprised. I knew exactly what question to ask. I wasn't like, why are you doing this? Or how dare you? You should be taking care of yourself. I avoid a lot of that stuff for most people where most people are adults and they know what to do to take care of themselves and they're not doing it. There's, they have their own reason. They're an adult. They have their choice to not take care of themselves. I've done plenty of not taking care of myself. That's been my choice. When I decide I want to do something different and I want help, I'll ask and then I'm happy to get help. So... But if somebody unasked offers me something, I just politely say thank you, and then I'm, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. What did I ask this person who, after getting out of the hospital, almost dying, their big thing is, I got to clean the house. I knew exactly what to ask them. I asked them, oh, who's coming over? And the response was, someone from the hospital is going to be coming over to check in and make sure I'm doing okay. I'm like, oh, that's great that they're sending someone over to look in on you. Again, 
there's no need to add any judgment or should be doing this, should be doing that. I just noted that because I know this person well enough, I know their their habits and I know their beliefs. I knew exactly what this behavior, where it was coming from and how I knew, I knew that somebody was coming over without them having to tell me. I just asked the question, got the confirmation. And it's because I know that this person has the belief that when company or someone else is coming over, that's the time to clean because a clean house is for putting on the appearance for other people. Clean house is not to just simply be enjoyed for for one's own benefit. It is to put on a show that I don't know what, doesn't matter what, but someone's coming over, cleaning must be done. And so that's the belief and that's the habit. And even after this person's life has been threatened, it's still there. That is how powerful our habits and our beliefs are that even if I would only guess that there probably is a little bit of like, hey, take it easy for a couple of days, something like that. That would be my guess was probably the initial recommendation. That seems to be a common recommendation for things like these, I believe. I, I actually don't know. Maybe it was do a bunch of it. So I could be completely wrong. But let's just say that I'm right. I'm often right, but I'd rather be happy. So I usually don't point that out to people. Let's say that I'm right. And there were instructions not to do this because you just got out of the hospital. Something bad really just happened in your body. Need some time to recuperate from the event that just happened. Beliefs and habits are so strong that they will operate even, even if it's at risk to our own health, life, safety. We know this on one level. Like Nobody goes like, oh, I'm smoking cigarettes because it's going to prolong my life. Nobody goes, I'm going to drink alcoholic beverages because I know that it's, it's ultimately, it, it's a liver intensifier. No, no. These things are done out of habit. They are done out of habit. They're done out of a, possibly a belief that, hey, there's going to be some, some other benefit that's worth the destruction of our life. We know that these certain things destroy our life. And then other habits of maybe not exercising or eating foods. A lot of these habits and these beliefs we did not put them in. We didn't install them. Are you actually aware of most of your habits or your thought patterns or your beliefs? I would hazard to guess very small percentage of them. And that's okay. We have a lot that we do every single day. So I'm going to ask you, have you considered how could you go about understanding your habits and your, and your underlying beliefs? That's step one. Then step two is, once you become aware of what some of your underlying habits and your beliefs are, it's how would you go about changing them? How would you go about changing them? As often, we think, well, I'll just stop it. I'll just get rid of it. From what I found in all of my many, many years of studying habit and belief and programming, all this is, is, you know, my PhD is in electrical engineering, specializing in complex systems and their programming, of which the human body and the human mind and the human form is just the most complex of all systems with the most complex programming that we know to exist currently. There is no deleting of a habit or a belief. It is effectively just a replacing there's a replacement, there's an alternative program, an alternative habit, an alternative belief to run. And this is very analogous with computer systems. Like most anyone will tell you, 
that knows, you know, uh, information security, you might on your computer, you might go and you might hit, you know, to delete that file. You, you called it not secrets and you put it in the uh, not important folder and then you deleted it. You know that that's got all of your secrets in it. You delete it. You're like, all right, no one can get to my secrets. Not true. Whether it's a hard disk drive or a solid state drive, that information, it's still there. It's still accessible. It's just not as easy, but it's still there and you can still often get it. The only way to truly get rid of it is to completely destroy it, which means then you can't use it anymore. Or you have to write over it with something else. And even then, there might still be a chance that even if it's overwritten, you could still, in some ways, possibly get that back. You may have experienced this with your habits and your beliefs, where you're like, ah, oh, I've had two years of great fitness, like gym every day and doing my juicing and this and that. And then psh, something happens and boom, it's back to the fast food. It's back to the couch potato. It's because that old pattern, that old belief, still an echo of it. Yet what you have is you have the awareness and you have the new program that you can get back to much faster and it's going to be much more easier the second time. So it's about having that alternative habit, that alternative belief. In this situation, if I was the one that was aware that I have this pattern, this habit, this belief that cleaning is only to be done for other people, how I would go about modifying that for myself is I would go twofold. One, and this is something I, I do actually practice, is that cleaning and tidying and having an uplifted environment is done for my happiness mainly. It's done for me to feel well and feel good. And second, my health and uh, my well-being is more important than what anyone else thinks of me. Those are the two beliefs that I would want to install to override a, it's important to clean up before anyone sees me so that they think highly of me. Let's face it, people are going to think whatever they're going to think whenever they come to your house, whenever they talk to you, whenever they see anything you've created. It's ridiculous to think that you can actually control that for every single human on this planet. People are going to judge how people are going to judge. The question is, what are you going to do with your life? That's the only thing you have control over, is what are you going to do for your life? What are you going to do? What are you going to think? What are you going to believe? That's what you have control over. And so when I ask, what would you do if you almost died there should start to be some things of like, oh my gosh, I want to have these experiences. I want to travel here. I want to be of service in this way. I want to have left this kind of impact. I want to have had uh, these types of connections, or I want to have created this type of art or this type of poetry. That's the answer. As much as you want to know those things, I'm going to challenge you to look at the shadow side of that is... If those things that you've listed, you haven't been doing them yet, if what, what would you do if you almost died? If the answer to that isn't something that you've already done or are already currently doing, it's because you have some beliefs and you have some habits that prevent you from doing that. And even if you almost died, you would still likely do those exact same habits, those exact same thought patterns that have not let you do the things that you claim you want to do before you die. And so before that happens, because the thing is like for many people, that near death experience, that is the impetus for, oh shit, 
let me really see why I haven't been doing what I want to do and put that in perspective and actually get after it. You'd be amazed how few people that I believe actually ends up being. So many people, they almost die and they go back right to doing the exact same stuff they've done before. And I'm guessing if you're listening to this, you're likely not that person or you don't want to be that person. You want to be the person that takes the information that your body, your universe, your emotions are giving you. You do a little alchemy with that and turn that those less than pleasant experiences, you want to pivot on that pain and turn that into a pleasurable, more uplifted, beautiful life. And so to do that is really going to require you to look into those, those beliefs, those habits, understand them. And you have these beliefs and these habits of no fault of your own, just the fault now, it's on you to become aware and to consciously choose what you want them to be. Because when we were kids, we're like little sponges just picking up whatever's on the TV, whatever mom says, whatever dad says, whatever friend says, like that becomes true. 100% true thought, 100% habit must be done. Some of these are very beneficial, like brushing the teeth, very beneficial, right? But some of these, maybe not so beneficial, like, oh, always clean before company comes. Even after you got out of the hospital, that one maybe can be let go. And if you have any questions, like, well, how do I do it? A little bit more like, that's one of the things I do. I help people transform their habits and their beliefs. So, you know, reach out to me. The details on how to do it are coming up at the end of the show. They're in the show notes. So if you're like, ah, I think I have this habit. And I just don't know how to, I've, been, I've tried this, I've tried that. I got so many great ways. Make it fun, make it easy, and make it lasting. Even if it's, you're like, oh, it doesn't last, can make it be not a big deal. Because the thing is, we all have relapses. We all go back to things. What does it mean? Absolutely nothing. It's just an event that happened. At least that's what I like to believe. And that it's just time to choose the behaviors and the beliefs that are helpful. So with that, thank you so much. Do you want to hear like all the great things you intend to do if you almost died? And if there's any way I can assist with making those things a reality, I would love to see if there's a way that we can connect. So uh, take care and good day. If you want to contact the show, email me at podcast at justinwink.com. That's Justin, W-E-N-C-K. And find me on social media, Justin Wink, PhD, on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, and YouTube. And if you want ways so that you can relax, recharge, and reconnect, find the Tuesday 20 every Tuesday at 12.05 p.m. Pacific. It's only 20 minutes, and it's going to get you relaxed, recharged, and reconnected. It's on YouTube, and it's on Facebook. So looking forward to seeing you there. 